All right, you know, we like to highlight small businesses, startups on this show. And one of the issues that that needs to be tackled, and one company is is attempting to do just that, is address the workforce shortage in healthcare. Whether it's nurses, whether it's doctors, um, support staff, across the board, there is a shortage in in healthcare of healthcare workers, and we've seen it really even going back to before the pandemic. And it is an issue that needs to be addressed. And at Grapefruit Health, they are trying to do just that. Eric Alvarez is the founder and CEO, and he joins us. Eric, it's good to have you. Thanks for having me. Where, where did the, the name Grapefruit Health come from? Oh, wow. So I'm going to give you the honest answer here. So when we kicked off this uh, this business, our original hypothesis was really going to be just nursing students connecting with senior citizens uh, who are living in isolation and loneliness. Mm. And when we think of a, a, a senior living their healthiest, happiest, most independent life, they are, uh, you know, just like the commercials, eating a, a grapefruit in a sunlit kitchen in Florida. And so that was really how we, uh, we came up with the name. Plus well, no. the, the, the URL was available as well. <laughs> that always helps. That always yeah. helps. Um, t- tell me a little bit about what you guys do. Yeah, so you're you're spot on. We're addressing the workforce challenge here. We're short by 3.2 million healthcare workers nationally, which is like the population of uh, of Los Angeles. And unlike other solutions that are like you know kind of placing existing clinicians in different spots, really moving the pieces around, what we decided to do is create a national workforce that's actually exclusively composed of clinical students. So in the United States today, at any given time, there's there's one million students pursuing degrees in things like nursing and social work and pharmacy, pre-medicine, respiratory therapy. We go ahead, we recruit those students, we train them, we manage them onto our technology platform uh, called The Grove because grapefruit trees grow in a grove. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they perform work for healthcare organizations uh, remotely. So that's what we're doing. So uh, t- tell me about how you're making that connection. With, with the students and these employers, where does that, how does that take place? Yeah, so, you know, in the Michigan world, right, it could be like a, a health system like Henry Ford. We would work with them to understand what are your high volume, low acuity tasks that your clinicians are doing that they don't have time for that's high volume in nature and really doesn't require clinical li- licensure. So this could be, you know, basic patient outreach and engagement. So we work with the healthcare organization they then give us those uh, those patients to go ahead and perform tasks on. And uh, we do a simple data transfer. It could be an integration with their uh, electronic medical record, or they can send us the data and a few other different uh, uh, mechanisms. And then our student workforce, we get matched to patients. We match our students to patients, I should say, based off things like language and culture and proximity. To us, it's super important to have cultural congruency that builds trust um, and so our, our students then perform outreach with the patients and complete a number of, of tasks, depending on what the partnership is looking for. And so what's the business model for you? I, I mean, it makes a lot of sense to have this type of, of essentially recruitment efforts for, for a lot of these employers. But uh, what's the business model look like for you? Yeah, exactly. that's a great question. So we are very much turnkey. So we're not placing a student in the organization and say, hey, good luck. Sure. <laughs> so we're actually taking over the work. And um, I teach a little bit. I also sit on adjunct faculty at a large academic medical center here in Chicago. And um, one thing that there's this type of contracting called per member per month. 
and we don't subscribe to that idea. What we, what we charge for is really for value. So a true uh, successful interaction with a patient, we charge the health system for that. And we do a revenue share um, mm. for our students. And the reason why our clients come to us is one, we're very low cost. We do, we're, we're able to charge less because of the nature of our workforce. Two, we have awesome scale health systems today, right? Massive work short shortage. Uh, there's two open jobs in the country for every unemployed person. So we can find people and they have a hard time doing it. And then you called it out perfectly. The third reason is really this novel talent pipeline development. So we want our clients to recruit our students as they near graduation. So that's, that's really the business model. We're just charging on a per successful patient interaction. And so are, is all the work that these students would be doing, is that all work that they are able to do remotely? I know you mentioned that briefly, but is, is all of this being done remotely? Yes, sir. Yeah. So that's wow. exactly right. So in order for us to scale uh, and keep the students safe um, and to do work that's unlicensed, that we can do a lot of this remotely. So for a, a great example, I think the audience might understand is, is after a patient's been admitted or has had surgery or has been to the ED, it's really the health system, the provider of care, of care's responsibility to check in with that patient a few days after they've been discharged. Well, a lot of times they're having their nurses do it. Nurses are very expensive, very busy, and very short-staffed. Our students can perform that call and say, hi, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, are your wounds healing? Do you have your medications? Are you feeling okay? Oh, you, you're not. What we can then do is a warm transfer back to the health system and get them sort of the care they need. Nine out of 10 of those patients are totally fine it does not require the time of a clinical nurse uh, to make that call. And so we can do that remotely. We take a ton of work off the nurse's plate. The nurse is happier. The patient gets the call they need. The students are learning while they're earning, right? The health systems are doing more for less. So it's really a win-win. And, win, the, and the, win. the health systems, the providers are paying the students or does that come through you? They come through us. So wow. we do not want to bog down the health systems, the HR systems and say, hey, look, all, that's the rev share students. you mentioned. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Got it. We got wanted, it. Yeah, we do the background check, the training, the onboarding, the management. I have to imagine students love this to a certain extent. I mean, they're they're um, I mean, they're getting a, a different type of experience, a different maybe aspect of what they will eventually be doing. Um, so I got to imagine that's pretty that's pretty appealing to a lot of these students. Are are you targeting nursing students, doctoral students? Who, who are the the students that you that you find gravitates more toward these most towards these services? Yeah, you're spot on. The students do love it because it's remote. It pays well and it builds their resume um, to to be able to do that. And so they come to us. We've had over 500 students apply without even trying. The other thing I'd say is there's zero training in any clinical program around telephonic or telemedicine. And so Grapefruit Health has become the only solution for that. Um, and then to answer your, your, the, the question directly, um, it's primarily nursing, I'd say is the highest volume, but we do have clients where we actually staff a lot of like pharmacy students for things like medication ad adherence, which I know is like a little mm -hmm. bit of a medical term um, to do that. And then social work students are actually really strong for things like um, uh, suicidal ideation or behavioral health type situations and also senior isolation and loneliness type projects. So what's your, what's your future growth? What, what kind of trajectory are you on? So we're just going to be two years old here in March. Wow. Uh, we are a venture capital backed uh, organization. We raised a pre-seed round in May um, and we are looking to grow into venture capital numbers. And so the, the end game here is to be worth hundreds of millions of dollars wow. or if not more um, on there. And so at two years old, we have, you know, um, 
over six clients now. By the end of uh, February, we should be closer to 10. These are large B2B deals. They take about sure. a year to close each one of them sure. on there. Um, we're about 100 students have been through the program. Um, and we're a relatively small team, but we'll be kicking off a big, big fundraising round here in a few months. And, and where did this idea come from? Was it was this your idea? It was my idea. So I have a background, and as I was mentioning, I'm on faculty at uh, Rush, actually in Chicago. So okay. I work with a lot of students, and and I've heard a lot of their their issues and complaints of what they want to do. I was a hospital administrator for for a long time at the University of Chicago Medicine at Northwestern, okay. running PLs, and then I was a a first employee uh, of a startup that eventually got acquired by a large electronic medical record company in 2020. So I got to see and learn what to do and what not to do. Yeah, sure. Uh, but my first time as a founder, but really it's those three experiences converging together. So healthcare education, healthcare operations, and entrepreneurship uh, made this idea really obvious, obvious to me. Well, it's it's a great idea, and it's feel, checking a lot of boxes for a lot of different folks, the providers, and certainly the next uh, grouping of our healthcare uh, uh, providers as well. Uh, Eric Alvarez, great stuff. Best of luck moving forward. We'll keep watching for you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time. Yep, you got it. That's Eric Alvarez, the CEO of Group Grapefruit Health. Got to take a break. More next.